If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Goodbye now is over. That's all, thank you. All right, that's a wrap. It's Friday, and this is The Wrap on the Jazz Joe Hall Show. Thank God it's this week, we asked, should tobacco companies be forced to pay for cleaning up when it comes to cigarette butts and corporate hell? Is it time to declare war on meetings? Joining us today is our regular rap panel. Leah Halive is a TV reporter and radio host. And Sarah Daniels is a real estate agent in South Surrey. She's an author and broadcaster. Leah, Sarah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Great to hear your voices. Lots to talk about. Let's talk about a new legislation uh, that was introduced today in Spain. Tobacco companies will now be charged to clean up cigarette butts off the streets and beaches of Spain. Uh, According to new uh, environmental regulations, millions of butts are thrown away each year, of course, which release toxic plastic waste, uh, which can take decades to break down. Uh, Now, figures show from 2020, around a fifth of all adult Spaniards smoke every single day. Uh, Now, a report by the Catalan Foundation estimated that local authorities in Catalonia were paying between uh, uh, about $22 US per inhabitant per year on road cleaning of cigarettes with higher rates in coastal areas. The rules make manufacturers responsible for collecting discarded butts as well as transporting them for waste treatment. So, Leah, let me start with you. What are your thoughts on this? We tax cigarettes uh, in a significant man- manner, and, and any smoker would tell you that. What do you think of another tax when it comes to uh, uh, keeping cigarette butts off the streets and beaches and in water? I'm all for that. I am a non-smoker, have been my whole life. My parents will tell you, well, my my mom will tell you now that I always hated cigarette butts. I couldn't touch an ashtray growing up. It grossed me out. I'd almost throw up, and I still to this day feel that way. So I'm all for that. But then I ask this question, though, Jazz, how are they going to enforce this? I mean, do they have people scooping up the butts and analyzing the butts for the markings to know which manufacturer created those cigarettes? And then at the end, they have a like a running tally and then they give them a bill? Like, how, it, how it, are they going to enforce I, I would think it's kind of like uh, a recycling fee that we pay now every time you buy uh, juice or, or you buy any sort of bottle. So every pack. Every pack. And then it's up to you, it. up to you to return those packs. And I think they've broken it down to like 20 cents per cigarette. Uh, or uh, wow. uh, So it's, it's broken down that much. Now, is it perfect? Absolutely not. There could be abuse. Uh, but there is more, there are more cigarette butts in the ocean than there is actually plastic. So so that's oh, how bad the situation gross. is. Sarah, gross. your your thoughts on this? I mean, government always has wonderful plans, but it always comes down to implementation. Do you think it'll work? I mean, it's it's hard to say. Okay, obviously in Europe, the way that cigarette smoking is so still much more of a smoke a social thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I remember being on planes where people were smoking. I remember working in the stock market in the eighties when the market crashed and they had just banned smoking in offices and people were going bonkers and they were smoking and they didn't care. Um, now, you know, especially in, in where we are, just seeing somebody like smoking at the beach, for instance, using the Spanish example of cleaning up the cigarette butts at the beach, 
I mean, I can't remember seeing anybody smoke at the beach for ages. It just seems, it almost seems sort of foreign to see people walking down the street, at least where I tend to be walking around the street, smoking on the street. It just seems so odd. Whereas 25 years ago, you know, it was much more commonplace. So, I mean, we already taxed the, you know, bonkers amounts on cigarettes. I, I, why not add some more? If the money is in fact going to be designated to go to cleanup, unlike mm-hmm. here where we have right now, where it's like we get charged 25 cents for a paper bag and it's not that 25 cents is not going to city hall. It's going to no. the company no that's pocket. charging you 25 cents for a bag, which is ridiculous. Yeah. If it's not actually going to where it should be going for cleanup, then it's just a pointless collection, much like what we're seeing with paper cups and paper bags. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at the numbers. Even Ireland says almost half of the litter in Ireland is cigarette-related. And in Spain, um, it's smoking is still so prevalent. They've had to make beaches yeah, yeah. non-smoking. And you do have a good point that you don't really see it on our streets. Although one would argue, I think people have just moved over to vaping to a certain degree. I mean, the numbers have been coming down for smoking. But vaping is another one. I think people have sort of moved on to other things. And you see kids... Uh, being attracted to the that that more and more now compared to compared to compared to smoking. I I, I just uh, in the in New Zealand I was reading they're actually raising the age, so it's gonna yeah. it, you're just gonna be That's older good. and older. I mean, do you think at this point somewhere along the way, Leah, that it just just come down to the average person saying if I use this product the way it's intended to, I will kill myself or I will shorten my life? Because there's only so much government can do. At the end of the day, it still does come down to personal responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are going to make choices for themselves, whether they're told is good or bad, right? People are just want to, they don't, we've, we've learned that the last few years, they don't like to be told what to do, right? So well, I can imagine and- people are just going to keep smoking and smoking and smoking. But I mean, I am all for people not smoking. It's not good health wise. It's not good for the environment. It's not good for anything. So for me, if we can lower the amount of people smoking, that's great. But will it happen? Probably not. It's going to be like people of like minds, right? Like, I mean, I still, I yeah. will admit, you know, cause I smoked when I was younger, I will still occasionally have a cigarette. If I have a glass of wine, I get a what? head rush really? from it. I get, I get a headache. Oh yeah. No, I get Sarah. a headache. I, I feel terrible. <laughs> and the funny thing is if I pass somebody on the street that smells like cigarette smoke or I am like, it's kind of like, Oh God, it's You're so gagging. funny. I mean, I, it's that dichotomy, right? But I, I also grew up in an age where it was much more common to smoke. Yeah. But it's, you know, it, it is different now. And so, like, that's the thing is it's more of a, I mean, much like mask wearing became for certain people. It's like people that didn't want to wear masks, they hung out with other people that didn't want to wear masks. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was kind of, and and in general now, I think I, even people that are maybe, you know, regular smokers, I mean, people manage to be able to get on planes and go to restaurants and do all that kind of stuff. And they make it for that time period without having to like go outside. Right. Well, and, but even going outside now, of course you can't be within a couple of meters of the front of a building. So, you know, it, 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 it becomes sort of a thing of like it's herd mentality and phasing the behavior out. Next subject uh, also came up in the news this week. Shopify, the Canadian e-commerce company announced this week, it will conduct a calendar purge for 2023. It's requiring staff to scrap reoccurring meetings with more than three people in attendance. And meetings of any sort held on Wednesdays are, 
are out as well. And and any event with an invite list of over 50 people can only be held Thursdays between 11 and 5 o'clock Eastern time. And what they're basically <laughs> saying, it's what they're basically <laughs> saying is they want uh, employees to actually get things done and be much more focused. And the representatives from Shopify said that the change gives employees time to actually get work done, a task that can be nearly impossible if they have three or four 30-minute meetings in a morning, which uh, you know runs long, and plus you got resumes as well. Leah, let me go to you first and foremost. And when I read this, you know, and I, I didn't, re- you know, in journalism, certainly you had some meetings, but you were generally spared sort of the uh, corporate challenges, the corporate meetings that uh, the C-suites do. Uh, I, of course, left journalism and then got involved in the corporate world in communications, working for the LNG industry, which are multinational energy companies. Those folks yeah. love meetings. And just when I thought, okay, it can't get any worse, I got into government. Boy, do those folks <laughs> love meetings. Yeah. I, I didn't realize <laughs> meeting on top of a meeting. So your thoughts on all of this? I mean, what do you think of this idea of employers going, you know what, we're going to cut back on this? I, you know, I, I'm interested to see after the two weeks, because they're doing it for two weeks, what their findings are, like, has more work actually happened? I don't know, because I think some meetings are important, you know, when you're having creative ideas. But when they're just sitting and chit-chatting, yeah, it's definitely not useful. But, I mean, a lot of us work from home, so you kind of have to have some meetings, I think, because it's pertinent to stay in touch with your company. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think after the two weeks, I want to see, did they really see more work getting done or less work? I mean, these meetings, especially on Zoom and Teams and, you know, it's just like, some of them are so long and you're just bored. You're not even paying attention. So really, is that being useful? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think that I want to see what they find out after the couple of weeks. I definitely like to have less meetings myself. What about you? Uh, for, you know, I always believe that sort of it's comfortable for people in a corporate environment to say, let's have a meeting. And you think you're actually accomplishing something. And I'm not saying you shouldn't you're have not. them. Uh, Sarah, I mean, you're in the real estate business. and You also have to have meetings, of course, to do your job. But do you, there's got to be times where you kind of just roll your eyes go what am i doing here well i mean we we used to have i actually prefer the in-person meetings that we used to have like a monthly meeting in person Mm -hmm. i mean zoom meetings Mm -hmm. i don't i talk to my clients on the phone i mean i'm self-employed i mean i i could i'll phone my managing broker if i've got a question about something that i i don't know the answer to but in general i i mean i talk to my clients my clients can call me when they so meetings can happen that's the definition of a meeting I'm, i'm i mean i'm literally going to be meeting you know on the phone with a client right after we're finished here because I've got an offer on the table on something. So that I and I don't have to be in person to do those kind of things anymore because we can do digital signatures and stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the good thing is when I worked in morning television, I mean, I left before management showed up, so I managed to dodge that bullet all the time. <laughs> nice. That was awesome. I mean, honestly, I used to say things on the air and would laugh about saying things like management's asleep, they're not going to fire me. This is awesome. You know, <laughs> not awake. Yeah. Now, but, you know, but I mean, I. I've, I, I, it's been a very long time since I've worked in a business sense where like that I haven't been self-employed where I actually had to have like those kind of group. Everybody has a discussion meeting. Yeah. I, I'd probably lose my mind. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I we oh. used to have a, um, a, a board meetings every seven weeks. So the head of the natural gas division from Exxon would fly up before the meeting and then you'd have all these other big energy companies. These were six hour meetings and it would took a week oh to prepare my. for must them. must have been very dry. Oh, you got to send. Weren't those meetings dry? Oh, you have to send, uh, <laughs> you know, just written material five days before so they can read it. And some, you could tell some folks hadn't read, the, read it. It's, it. It's a week to prepare for the meeting. Every 
every six weeks we had to do this. Now, yes, it's important decisions. These are billion-dollar projects, but my eyes oh, sometimes would just glaze over. And I go, how is this effective? <laughs> like, that, the, 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 and this is a you know, big project, but the CEO, the, the head of the Natural Gas Division, used to fly up from Dallas on a corporate jet, land, have lunch, come to the meeting, and then fly home. And I go, how is this productive? I just didn't, didn't oh, get it. Oh, my God. He couldn't so, have been entertaining either. I oh, just can't see it. He, 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 I mean, I loved his <laughs> – he had that e- East Texas drawl to him, so I always – every oh, time he nice. said something, it was kind of nice no. to listen to that. Okay, was, y'all. What are yeah, we exactly, doing? That was the favorite part of the meeting for me, actually. So that says, that says a lot. I, I, I have to say – and I know it's, it's not true, but when I hear the Southern accent, I'm immediately thinking I'm talking to, like – Maybe not the brightest bulb. I I, I know that's judgment. I know that's judgment. Yeah. But well, just, you know, when I hear this, I, I tend to think he might not be the brightest person that there was. But he's flying in a corporate that. jet and he's running all the natural gas for Exxon yeah, Global. He's, he's making a lot of money. Too. He's, he's got something. a lot more money than this little he's got kid. A lot more and, money, and, and, sir. Would, and when he would disagree with me, he'd be like, "Jazz, I'm just a simple boy from East Texas." And I go, uh, yeah, "You flew exactly. in a corporate jet. You're not that yeah. simple." Thank he's you. He's in charge much. of a hundred billion dollar company. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, exactly. yeah, there you go, ladies. Here's thank that. you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. You too, guys. You guys too. All right.